What's going on, FA Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with Ryan Hallam, and this is another episode of the Family Times Podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Big week of sports, a lot of coverage, getting you ready for your fantasy baseball drafts, ongoing sports such as NASCAR, golf, basketball, you know, for yours truly, but... Ryan, we all know football drives the bus, and it's been a hell of a few days when it comes to free agency, and I'm glad to be discussing it with you, considering you were Mr. Game Preview for the National Football League for the site last season. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Been watching these very closely. Uh, some some home runs, some head scratchers, and, and some, you know, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, we still have a lot to unfold, so it's going to be hard to exactly go over the fantasy values that you need to immediately go into your next best ball because there are still many players that are moving around that could be in transit and that could change everything. And we saw that with the Patriots, Ryan, because all of a sudden they signed Jonu Smith and everyone's writing their articles. Our our guy, Andrew Cooper's (laughs) writing his comprehensive articles about them. And all of a sudden, boom, the next morning, Hunter Henry now joins the squad. It was all a waste, man. We can't overreact until the dust is settled. But being where we are right now, which is Wednesday afternoon, man, the Patriots, they're spending. Like I told Ronis, man, like I told Adam Ronis, I'm just waiting for the $8 million Dwayne Reed credit card fraud charge. <laughs> yeah, they're spending a lot. I, I don't know I don't know how, how well they're spending, offensively at least. You know, defensively, Matthew Juden was a huge signing. Uh, and, and both tight ends are, are very good. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But as far as wide receiver, uh, you know, I, Nelson Aguilar is okay. Kendrick Bourne is a 49er fan. I liked him as a slot, you know, first down kind of guy. Uh, he doesn't exactly excite me. Uh, they're bringing Cam Newton back on a one-year contract. I, I'm sure the Patriots offense will be improved from last year, which considering it scored three points a game, it seemed, uh, <laughs> is not a high bar for it to improve. But I'm not all, you know, rainbows and sunshine about the, the Patriots offense coming into 2021. Like you said, again, so far. We'll see what else. I don't know what else they can do. I mean, how many guys can they possibly sign? Right. And here's the other thing, too. Thinking about it from a fantasy perspective, they signed two tight ends, two named tight ends. That's changing the market for tight ends right there. They're going to be splitting hairs. That kind of takes them both out of the market or puts them on the lower end when it comes. I mean, do you think that either one of these guys at this point with now what you're seeing with this roster, can either one of these guys crack the top 12 on their own on their own when they're together? Well, I think they definitely can because, you know, uh, like I said, with the wide receivers, uh, they're not exactly, you know, home run threats. Uh, their their running back room is a little bit of a mess. Uh, so I do think we're going to see a lot of targets, and especially since Cam Newton really can't throw up more than 10 yards down the field. I, I think we'll see a lot of both Henry and Johnny Smith. Uh, so I think, yeah, there's definitely a possibility uh, that they can. And we've seen the Patriots many years ago, of course, don't forget, with two uh, excellent tight ends that were both very good. Now, hopefully, you know, one of these two doesn't turn into a murderer. Uh, Everybody's but, you know. been saying that. If one turns into a murderer and one turns into a fun-loving guy, this is going to be quite the, the deja vu. Yes, they're cursed if that's the case. Let's talk about some of the other signings. Aaron Jones, back to the Packers. After all that, man, they draft A.J. Dillon. 
I mean, going into last year, I was on this site saying he's going to, Aaron Jones is going to be a bust. They have Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon. They drafted him for a reason. And I was made out to look like a schmuck because I was totally wrong regarding that. Now they bring back Aaron Jones once again. Jamal Williams now going to Detroit. So let me ask you this. When it comes to the Packers' backfield, what are your expectations now for Jones coming back and especially for A.J. Dillon, who I'm going to be looking at in around the ninth and 10th round of my drafts? Yeah, I think they both are going to have their value this year. I think Jones will be very similar to, to last year, especially it was great with well, great for him for Jamal Williams leaving. And I do expect Dillon to have more of a, a, a role this year coming up than he did last year. Uh, and we saw that, Aaron Jones, you know, for a number of years can still be really good for fantasy with another guy uh, around. And I think this will also help Aaron Jones from a reception standpoint with Jamal Williams gone. Uh, so I think if anything, this might bump his value up slightly. Uh, and Dylan, I, like you said, ninth, 10th round, I think that's great. One, if Aaron Jones goes down, he becomes a stud. And two, Green Bay has shown enough that they, they you know, there are carries for two guys in this system. Yeah, and we saw towards the end, we saw what A.J. Dillon can do. And we crap on reporting a lot as sports analysts and broadcasters, especially with what we've seen over the last year. But one reporter, and I forgot who it was, I wish I could give proper credit, one reporter actually was right when he said AJ Dillon it's they're gonna it's gonna take a while for him to get involved and then it did so with that I gotta tip my cap let's talk about some of the other signings so mentioned Jamal Williams to Detroit now do you think he has any standalone value or is he true handcuff um I think he could have uh you know mid-round value uh, we again we saw what he was capable of doing a little bit when when Jones went down and we know he's a great pass catching back uh Obviously, DeAndre Swift showed a lot towards the end of the season, but I don't believe that they brought in, you know, Williams not to do anything. So I, you know, I, I think he's going to have, you know, not great value without an injury, but I think you know, in PPR leagues, I think he can pick up three or four catches a game and and be a guy that you have on your bench and and you know, hope to only use when you really need him. Yeah, what's Detroit doing, by the way, man? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying me. to figure out, what, like, who are they going to sign at this point? I mean, Marvin Jones is gone. He's now in Jacksonville. Yep. And it, it's I know that they got Carlos Hyde back. But at the same time, I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, it's, you know, you got Marvin Jones in Jacksonville, Carlos Hyde in Jacksonville. In Detroit, you just, you have your running backs now with Williams and Swift and with their receivers and Kenny Galladay. I mean, what are your expectations for Kenny Galladay for possible landing spot? Uh, you know, you hear a lot of giants uh, around my parts. I know that's where they're really hoping he ends up. Uh, I've heard some Patriots, although I'd be surprised if they brought in three free agent uh, wide receivers. Uh, there's there's a number of places he can go. The Texans are going to lose Will Fuller, but I'd be surprised if they went and gave someone else a big contract the way they operate. Uh, Galladay is a good one. I've seen some people say, go send him to Washington and him and, and uh, Terry McLaurin together. Uh, oh, with so, Fitzpatrick. Look at uh, you. I mean, that was uh, that was my segue. But I, I don't know. Galladay's, Galladay's the one I'm really waiting for, uh, the one that I think uh, is, is going to be one of the more exciting uh, landing spots. Were you excited when Ryan Fitzpatrick landed with the Washington football team? Absolutely. I mean, they had just garbage quarterback play for the last couple of years. Uh, and you know he he certainly had some games Fitzpatrick where he he you know blows up and does dumb things, but 
guy's going to go out there. The guy's going to sling it. We know he can throw it down the field. We know he's going to take chances. Uh, I think McLaurin's stock went way up with that one. Uh, and I hope they bring in somebody else because, you know, Cam Sims and Steven Sims and, and uh, you know, the other co- cast of characters uh, as from the wide receiver spot uh, are not that exciting. I think Logan Thomas gets helped by that. Yeah, I think it's a huge fantasy boost, at least for Washington. I think gives them a shot at winning the division, to be honest. Yeah, and, and their fans are still pretty upset about it, too. Mainly because about the Alec, you know, them releasing Alex Smith. Yeah, they did it stupid. I, they could have come up with a better way. It was a PR dumb move. I understand why they did it. It wasn't the future. He's he. It was a nice story, but he's really not a great quarterback. I think I think Fitzpatrick is definitely an upgrade. He's got that arm. Yeah, but they, they just they just no. I'm talking Fitzpatrick's got that longer arm than Smith does. Yes, he does. Yes, big time. Let's talk about, let me ask you this here before we move on and talk about the Saints quarterback situation. Rob Gronkowski, see someone that you would think that you would want to target as your tight end one for fantasy next season. Probably not based on what happened this year. Uh, You know, he's another year older uh, and he just really didn't do a whole heck of a lot for most of this season. So I I don't think, especially with, you know, there's some good uh, college tight ends coming uh, so I think that is my my tight end one. Now, if I'm in if I'm in a league where I'm playing one tight end, or uh, you know, I'm not going to have two on my bench, which is most of the time. I, I don't think Gronk is going to be somebody I'll be drafting. Yeah, I haven't really decided who my dart throw tight end is going to be. I whiffed last year. My big dart throw tight end that I drafted on a few teams was Jack Doyle. Didn't really mm-hmm. work out so well. Then some of the other leagues I actually ended up drafting Kelsey, and those leagues I had the more success in. But now I'm going to have to figure out a nice little tier of value for the tight end position, especially with the situation that we just discussed in New England. Quarterback, Jameis or Taysom Hill? Who do you think will be starting? I think Taysom Hill, but I want Jameis. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to watch Taysom Hill offense anymore ever again uh the, those two games or three games was enough for me uh i know he put up decent numbers i know he's decent running the ball but that offense was just putrid to watch it was it was boring it was vanilla it uh, I, I really hope he's not the quarterback i have a feeling he's going to be it was nice to see them bring winston back uh even on the the you know the cheap deal but uh god if i have to do 16 games at Taysom hill i'm gonna just projectile vomit on the inspector gadget <laughs> you're not you're gonna projectile vomit that'd be uh, crazy it, it was terrible it was terrible watching the saints those few games yeah no i hear you there and by the way he'll qualify at every position too remember that he may get kicker value how at that point my favorite was at that point when they took espn took the tight end availability away and you get people going, well, maybe they'll give it back to him. Why would they give it back to him? He's never tied in to begin with. Well, Stop him. It's over. Well, what they did was when they were debating the whole take it away, then they left it up to the league commissioner. They left it yeah, as an option. Right. And, um, and that's where I was pissed because now ESPN is putting the ball into the commissioner's court, and that can cause a mutiny now when ESPN should just, you know, wear their big boy pants and literally – just make a ruling and that's it. And if we, you know, bitch about it, we bitch about it. But at the same time, putting it, oh, you got me really pissed about this topic, Callum, because I felt that ESPN handled that wrong. 
Absolutely. And it's look, it's one thing he had the position eligibility, whatever it happens, but putting it back on the commissioners, especially with all else that the commissioners were dealing with with fantasy football, I thought was awful, terrible decision. And I'm sure that there were leagues out there that are probably discontinuing because of decisions made surrounding Taysom Hill. Yeah, another reason that I hope it's Jameis Winston. It's just so much better for fantasy, too. I mean, oh, the yeah. guy is, is, is no, not great, but like Fitzpatrick, you know he's going to wing it around. And he is going to throw some picks, but uh, it, it's at least going to be exciting. It's it's uh, a nice bump for, for uh, Michael Thomas, and we saw what he did to Alvin Kamara's uh, receiving stats, too. Yes, we did. I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, if I'm someone that goes in on Michael Thomas, I see him on my salary cap draft board, and he's sitting there at, let's just say, 39.40. I'd much I'd go up even more, five, seven more dollars if I know it's if I know it's Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill. So I'm hoping it's Jameis Winston. I think it should be Jameis Winston, but we all know everybody loves Taysom Hill. <laughs> what what about Andy Dalton, who not everybody loves, but he, he did all right in Dallas, now going to Chicago. The big question is, do you think that this is it for Chicago, or is Chicago setting up for bigger things? Because I know that the reports are out that they've been making some offers for one Russell Wilson. Strong offers. I've, heard, I've seen three first-round picks, a second, and two starters, I believe was what I saw today. Uh, so... I, I just don't see Russell Wilson getting moved. I really don't. Uh, so I have a feeling it's going to be the Dalton Trubisky. I, I, the, the, God, that makes me sick, too. Poor Allen Robinson. <laughs> I, Dalton's okay, but again, I was hoping for some sort of upgrade. But I, I'd be really shocked to see Russell Wilson traded. I'm almost afraid to see Allen Robinson with a good quarterback. Watch, right? watch him regress. <laughs> Not much would that suck. Listen, imagine Owen Robinson with a better quarterback, Blake Bortles. Ha ha. We laughed at that. And then he gets someone that's actually good. And then he sucks. Yeah. People won't be too happy about that anymore. Talking about some of the other signings, Corey Davis, man. I, I feel like it was last week at this time on this show where I said that Corey Davis, I don't really love him for fantasy. He's a wide receiver three at best. And then my stupid Jets sign him. Please nice talk me off the ledge with Corey Davis locked in for three years. Uh, I don't I don't know that I can, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he was nice in the Titans on, on a decent offense as the second option uh, on, on a run-heavy team. As I mean, this contract makes him the man there. I know James, Jameson Crowder. Uh, they, I know they hope Denzel Mims uh, breaks out to be uh, something big, but as of right now, I would call Corey Davis the wide receiver one on the team. Not, no, no, what, not Crowder? Well, we don't know who's going to be quarterback technically yet. No, we don't. That's where I was going. But if it is Darnold, if it is Darnold, it's still Crowder in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess as far as, uh, I don't know, I guess the explosiveness for lack of a better word, uh, you know, Crowder's the, the slot guy. He's going to catch 100 passes. You know, for in nine yards a pop, you know, Davis is, is the one, the, the little, the bigger play guy. I guess that's what I meant by wide receiver one. I got you. I'll say this about, and this is something that again, Adam Rodas and I, who I do a lot of broadcasts with, we argue about this whether or not that when you're in late in your fantasy football drafts, if you go for AKA our what I quote high upside plays versus what I call safety plays, and if Crowder is sitting there, let's just say in that eighth ninth round, Darnold's still the quarterback. 
hell yeah, I'm going to draft him. You're saying catch 100 passes? Okay, give me what, 12 to 15 points a week? At least I know I have that in the can just in case one of my stud receivers goes down. I'm fine with drafting him there. I'm totally fine with it. John Brown going to the Raiders. What do you think of John Brown going to the Raiders and his fantasy value? Is he going to be that dollar value dart throw that we take a shot at next year? Or do you think he's got a little bit more value? Uh, I think he could have a little more value. I mean, we, he was just incredibly unhealthy this year. Uh, but if you look, when he played, he played pretty well. And obviously, Stefan Diggs was, was taking all the attention. Uh, so this will probably be a little different. He might get more attention as he did in, in what, 2019 before Diggs came around. But he was very good then, too. You know, we'll see if Henry Ruggs can progress a little bit farther. And, of course, Darren Waller there. Uh, Derek Carr is not going to be as good as Josh Allen, but he's not garbage. So I think Brown is going to be someone who's, who's probably going to surprise a little bit and probably be a little undervalued, at least you know, as we head into early drafts. I think Henry Ruggs listens to the Family Times podcast because who doesn't, right? Everybody does. It's a cool thing to do. Henry, if you're listening on behalf of all of us who just like to watch you play, whether we invest or not, don't help your friends move. You're probably a nice guy. Who doesn't help their friends move? I don't, but who doesn't help their friends move? Don't help your friends move. Hire them movers. You could probably afford movers for them. Do not help your friends move. How? When was the last time you helped people move without hiring well, movers? Uh, my, one of my friends moved. I'd say in nineteen, I helped him move. That was that was might be like very. I, I haven't done that very much at all. It's probably the one or a few times that I've done that. To be honest, there are just things in life that you pay for, and that's one of the things you pay for. And you don't have to pay that much. What, you, you, you pay a few hundred and you get movers moving your stuff? It's not worth the hernia, bro. When we moved, I just got uh, of like four or five friends, pizza and beer, and we, we just did it that way. So I guess but, I paid with pizza and beer. See, that's not good enough for me. Maybe I'm <laughs> snobbing. I, maybe I'm, Look, I'm not a 22-year-old college kid anymore. I'm sorry. But, you know, and look, Ryan, you're a great friend. So you ask me for help with something, for the most part, I'll walk to the edge of the world with you. Or if Kyrie Irving, any flatland on this globe. But at the same time, <laughs> Ryan, at our age, man, I don't want us getting hurt. Pizza and beer is not going to do it, man. I'm just going to be like, bro, save your money on the pizza and the beer, and I'll give my part of the pizza and the beer to a funding for movers. Let me make it worse. It was in February, too. Oh, that's terrible. And you, and you live in the north. Yeah. What? Pizza and beer? Oh, my. I Yeah. And look, it's very nice of you to offer that. Don't get me wrong. And maybe because I'm not a beer guy. Maybe you said pizza and Jameson and Cokes. Okay. Maybe I get involved in that. But at the same time, pizza and beer, man, like you, you, you're freaking look like you're 18. But you're, you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. No, I'm, not. I'm in my 40s, bro. I know. I was just saying that to make uh, you feel better. So I appreciate it. we shouldn't be lifting heavy-ass things like that. We're not bodybuilders. We just talk no. about them and all the other athletes on FantasyAlarm.com. Though we're going to continue throughout the next few weeks. We've got the free agency tracker for the NFL and everything free agency related from our guy Andrew Cooper on the site, FantasyAlarm.com. Now let's get to the family table, Rye. What are you going to be bringing to the family table this week? Uh, why don't you go first? All right. I am going to, for me, 
here's something very interesting. I am I've been getting back into reading magazines. Not those magazines, Ryan. Not those magazines, okay? Not those. But you know what? I actually I bought some old school basketball digest magazines from the mid 70s. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, they're like they're they're not they're smaller magazines and you just flip through them and I really appreciated those. I remember back when I was first becoming a sports fan, I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated for kids. It was awesome, it was perfect and you know, while we're in such a computer age, man, I have a I have a hard copy of a Beckett baseball guide. I kind of miss that. I like sports magazines. So I'm bringing back sports magazines to the family table. Interesting. I haven't looked at a magazine and I don't know. I didn't even know really they still existed. That, that So, I mean, not online anyway. So it's, it's a good one. It's, it's showing your age. I appreciate that. Uh, Beckett, man. I haven't looked at one of those. In oh, forever. dude. Yeah, like, man. I mean, I'm big collecting. And, and not only, here's the deal. Not only, and this is how sick I am, not only do I have the current Beckett, but I also have a subscription to Beckett.com so I could get like the price updates instantly. All right. So I will go with, and this is going to be inside information that, that's not released yet to the public, but they're uh, coinciding with the NCAA bracket. I'll be unveiling my new one tomorrow. Uh, on my Twitter, and it will be, and hopefully you like this one, the the best game shows okay. uh, of all time. So uh, take a look at that coming out on my Twitter, uh, what's today, Wednesday? So, so tomorrow night, that will be the new bracket after Chick-fil-A won the fast food bracket over McDonald's. Where did Chipotle end up in all that? I believe Chipotle finished in the final four. Okay. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but what makes Chick-fil-A so great? I've had good chicken sandwiches at a lot of places. What makes it so great? Uh, I, I think it's, it is just fantastic. Uh, it's great chicken. I like the waffle fries. Waffle uh, the the, the uh, Polynesian sauce. Uh, if you get the nuggets, they have a nice spicy chicken. But it's also the, the customer service. It's like a fast food place where they'll fill your drink for you. And I've, I've always had like good experiences with very polite people. I know the people don't like the uh, the CEO and, and they're, uh, you know, they're religious and uh beliefs on certain people's lifestyles uh but the chicken's still damn good <laughs> i i do like the chicken but it's not it's to me it's not out of this world award-winning chicken i just don't yeah but you know what my few experiences i've had there oh were very very good but yes at fighting chance ryan hallam is where you'll find him and all of his awesomely fun brackets you can find me on twitter at fence sports Mainly, I'm just asking random questions like who anyone ever been stung by or pecked by a goose before? Like, I, I normally ask those kind of random questions, along with a lot of basketball content. Hopefully, we'll have Matt Sells if he's not on the track, but Matt Sells is always putting it into fifth gear, so you never know. But it's been awesome. Hallam on Fancy, we always dominate. No other option. We just win. <laughs>